Welcome to the underground, the Steel City Underground, the black and gold standard for Pittsburgh Steelers coverage. Now, here's your host, Terry Fletcher. Hello, everyone, and welcome to week seven in the NFL. This is the WTF podcast with Steel City Underground. My name is Terry Fletcher. So what did we learn this week? Oh, my goodness. We had definitely an interesting week. We have to figure out what is going on with Sean Payton. I mean, what is he doing over there in um, Denver? And he always asks, why can't he just be happy? Bijan Robinson held out of the Falcons game on Sunday because he just didn't feel right. What does that mean? He wasn't on the injury report. And I'm not just talking about fantasy football, but now there is an investigation by the NFL. Remember, if a player's not playing, who other teams plan for in protection, then they've got to they've got to report it. And things are starting to really crumble in Washington. I know that Jonathan Allen isn't happy. He had some choice words to describe his frustration after their loss on Sunday. And I feel bad for Sam Howell. He's on pace for 97 sacks, if you look at the record right now, which is just sad. It means either they really don't like him or really don't care if he's protected. And then I don't know what Mike Tomlin's doing, but I love our coach. He's using some kind of magic powers. I don't know what's going on there. I wish it wouldn't take to the fourth quarter, but we are four and two, four and two. And for those of you that said the Russell Wilson trade was the worst one ever, well, Deshaun Watson trade looking worse than ever as well. And what's going on with the Bills? I still am very surprised, which we wouldn't have said this at any other time in history that the Patriots beat them, but with the Patriots having a pretty terrible season having Mac Jones as their quarterback, but being able to beat um, the AFC East Bills, that was something. So this was definitely not the week to bet on football because there was a lot of upsets. A lot of people were very surprised at some of the things. I know just in Monday Night Football, seeing Kirk Cousins just absolutely beat the heck out of the 49ers. And it, it was crazy because he doesn't have Justin Jefferson and the 49ers did have McCaffrey back. So talk about just a crazy week in football. So let's get started. Well, the first thing I'd like to look at is or talk about, because I'm pretty excited about this, is the Steeler game. I usually leave this till the end, but what a game. Now, the Steelers always give me a heart attack. There's no question. You know, I'm out in California. We're watching on the big screen And I actually, we were thinking about going to the game, but it's, you have to understand SoFi Stadium. First of all, even decent seats are ridiculously expensive. They start at like 400 bucks and they're not that comfortable and everything is a long line. There's no parking there, which is awful. And so for me, I know I'm kind of trashing that stadium. It's beautiful to look at from above, from a plane, but to actually be there, yeah, I'm not, not a fan. So here is what we were watching. So at halftime, the Steelers had only three points, three points and 91 yards. I mean, you're sitting there going, okay, well, I guess this is going to be another one of those games. But then once again, out of nowhere, we're looking at the second half. They scored touchdowns on three of their first drive, three of their first four drives um, on the ground for their first rushing touchdown of the season. They definitely came alive in the, in the second half and I just, you know, entering Sunday, the Steelers gained 791 yards in the second half to 550 
um, in the second. I mean, it, it's it's crazy to me in the first. I'm sorry. They also averaged five yards per play in the second versus 4.0 in the first. And they dug out of a six-point halftime deficit, deficit with 210 yards of offense in the second half. It's crazy. Now, of course, T.J. Watt, if it wasn't for Watt, I don't think we'd be doing as well. But how his stock can't go up any higher. He's, I think, is should be in the conversation, at least at the top of the list, for Defensive Player of the Year again. He got his first interception. Remember, last time it was a fumble recovery for six points. This was, a, was his first interception of the season on the first play of the second half, and he set up the first touchdown three plays later. And... Let's talk about George Pickens and Deontay Johnson, who is back. So these two, Deontay Johnson knows better. He's a young guy. George Pickens, second year. Yes, he recorded back-to-back 100-yard games for the first time in his career, but he also had two costly penalties, so including a fourth-quarter taunting call that turned his 18-yard gain and only a three-yard pickup. Deontay Johnson also got dinged for a taunting call as well. And, you know, be smart. I know that Tomlin pulled them both over, put his arm around him and said, look, you've got to be smart here because that could have been the game as we saw how close it was, especially in a tight game like that. We did win 24-17, but they've got to be smarter. Just walk away, go back to the play. You know, you can celebrate to the air like everyone does when they make a good play, but to look at a player, to hover over a player, to have words with a player, to be in their face. The the refs are so soft right now. The, the league is soft, but... The thing you got to be aware of is that your coach is part of the compre- uh, the competition committee. So he's the one that helps make these rules and pass them. So he knows what can or cannot be done, and they have to stop doing that. That was definitely WTF. We were screaming at them to get back to your own side. Now, I feel bad for the kicker. And I know everyone says we got a you know really good spot on that last first down. We did. I mean, if you look at it again, we did, probably by inches. But look at the kicker. He missed two extra, he missed two field goals, missed an extra point. And yes, that would have been a seven point switch, but they did go for the the two point conversion. So really six points. But I mean, he also is, is coming from last season when he missed a record four extra points in a playoff game against Tampa Bay. Well, as of this recording, he was released by the Rams. Like, you can't really be surprised. But the fact that the Steelers were able to hold Cooper Cup and hold Puka Nakua, and who are just amazing, to, you know, Cooper Cup, 29 yards, and Puka Nakua. Now, he did have Nakua. He did have 154 yards Sunday, but didn't score. That is just really helpful. So the fact that we were, uh, we and I say the Steelers, able to come out of that game with a win I, I was hyperventilating. I was so happy. I just didn't know it was going to happen. I hoped we'd get the win there. Um, I was I was very, not surprised, but just very um, pleased with how they played. So um, definitely just a great game of the 24-17 win. So let's move on here. Well, the Chiefs and the Chargers, another division rivalry. But, you know, whenever, and I'm going to say it, Taylor Swift's in the building, Travis Kelsey just seems to get better. I mean, it, it's crazy to think that, but you just know that he's not only showing off for her, but probably some of the marketing that he's doing right now since he's in every commercial when we turn off the TV. So, you know, he's 34 years old, but he caught 12 passes, 179 yards and a touchdown on Sunday. And it, it's quite something what he's doing right now at, at his age. 
Now, we know that, you know, Kansas City did beat the Chargers 31-17, but have you really looked at what the Chargers quarterback is really doing? I mean, I'm I'm not impressed and never have been impressed with Brandon Staley, but Herbert isn't really, he's sailing passes, which you're just like, what the football is that? He he just doesn't seem to be the the second coming as they keep talking about how great he is. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, in in L.A. I almost want to say San Diego. I can't seem to get that out of my mind just to see, you know, how that how that works out. The Denver Green Bay game. Boy, talk about going back and forth and back and forth. Denver pulled out a win 19 to 17. Um, but they it, it really was a back and forth game. And it's it's kind of sad <laughs> when you see what happens in those games. We can only really watch it on the red zone because it's just it's just sad. Um, and then when we look at the Philadelphia Miami game, well, I I really expected Philadelphia to win, but 31-17, Miami's got the fastest team in the NFL. So I think their schedule is tough. But when you have a quarterback like Tua, who really is playing at a, a great level. He did not play well against that game, and I was very surprised that he didn't. And you didn't see really much um, noise uh, from looking at Tyreek Hill. And so that was just really uh, an interesting game just to just to watch. Jalen Hurts, you know, he's a he has a tough evaluation for me because he he just seems like I don't know, like he's not really interested in being there. He turns the ball over at a high, pretty high clip recently. Um, he had a pick six in the third quarter that tied the game and now has 10 turnovers this season. I mean, what the football? I mean, he's only second to the Falcons quarterback, Desmond Ritter, which is just scary. So I, you know, I just I don't understand really what he's what he's doing out there. But I notice when he's on when he's not in the game, he's on the sideline with a jacket on. I mean, I, I feel like he needs to have somebody fanning him. Why isn't he talking to his players? Why isn't he looking at the iPad? Why isn't he talking to the coach? Why isn't he walking the sidelines? He's just kind of sitting there. And the other quarterbacks who are having, I would say, success or at least working their tails off. I, I just, I guess I just don't understand it. Now, yes, they're six and one. So I guess, you know, people are going to say, but he's doing his job. He, he's getting the job done is different than doing your job. And he has a lot of help. So definitely will be interesting to see if he finally finds his passion back for football because I'm not seeing it right now. Now, how many of you thought, okay, because Kirk Cousins is not a uh, primetime guy in Minnesota, San Francisco, that he would even try and win this game. They were not favored. San Francisco was favored at home by 10 and a half points. Oh my gosh. And how were the Vikings going to navigate the loss of wide receiver Justin Jefferson? I went into this game with 178 points on fantasy, 120 points from, or actually 111 points from the person I was playing against thinking I've got this. Now he had Jordan Addison. He also had Kirk Cousins as flex. Yeah, it's a stupid league that allows a quarterback as a flex. And what happened? He scored over 200 points on me. Why? Because since Jefferson went on the IR, the Vikings are actually 2-0. and So they may be struggling to move the ball at some point, but the, Jordan Addison has really stepped it up. And Kirk Cousins just looks like he is absolutely locked in. You've got to think, wow, what the football are they going to do? Because you can't even here a day without one of the 
um, the pundit guy saying, oh, you need to trade him to the Jets. I'm like, knock it off. You know, Minnesota coach Kevin O'Connell is like, we're not we're, we're not trading him. Stop. So um, he didn't get sacked. He did such a great job. He had 35 passes in 45 attempts for 378 yards and a couple of touchdowns. I mean, he is just he's not going anywhere right now. And as long as he's protected, he does a really nice job. Minnesota 22 over San Francisco 17, which makes me wonder, are the 49ers still legitimate Super Bowl contenders? You know, they are, but they've got some things to prove over the next couple of weeks. So they'll play, you know, Jacksonville, Seattle twice. They'll play Philadelphia again, and they're going to play Cincinnati. So I'm not sure what they're going to be able to do there, but it'll be interesting to see how they step it up and try to figure things out. I don't know. It's, 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 to me, it's a crapshoot. Who knows? Not even going to, not even worth mentioning the Seattle, Arizona game at 2010, Arizona. I just feel bad for them. The Cleveland Indianapolis game, Cleveland 39, Indianapolis 38. Did anybody watch that? Well, because it was on the same time as the Steelers game, if you're a Steelers fan, probably not. But even though Miles Garrett, which I actually still don't have any respect for him, that their defensive end after what he did to um, Kyle Rudolph a couple of years back with the helmet hit and then lying about a, a racial slur, which never happened, he did actually have a good performance, which he had two sacks, two forced fumbles, and a blocked field goal. And those all contributed to 17 of Cleveland's points. But, you know, Deshaun Watson isn't playing. He started the game. And he exited the first quarter. He didn't play last week. And they won last week. And now they are basically going with their their backup quarterback. And it's just kind of interesting to see that backup quarterback and him. And, of course, Stefanski saying, well, we wanted to protect our franchise quarterback. They don't want to protect him. They realize it's one of the worst trades and worst $230 million guaranteed money they've ever, ever paid. I mean, this is just inc- incredible that they're they're now winning with P.J. Walker, who, you know, he's 16 to 37, 166 yards, and he basically, they did had a lot of um, passing, or I should say, um, sorry, running touchdowns. So it's just interesting to me when you see that the backup is better. But here's the thing. <laughs> if you watch that game, Gardner Minshew, what a game, okay? He just... Yes, he had four turnovers, one interception, three fumbles, and it, and a week, and this is a week after he turned over three times in, in, you know, at the Jaguars, but he also took advantage of his opportunities. He threw two touchdown passes, rushed for two more, so he had four touchdowns, and he was just absolutely, you know, a stellar, especially if you're in fantasy football, and he also... As, um, you know, their cornerback, uh, Kenny Moore, who had 10 tackles, one and a half sacks. He just has to clean up his ball protection. But the refs gave away that game. There are so many bad calls. I mean, calls where you need to call now the NFL officiating front office and say that is not pass interference. That ball was thrown into the stands and there was barely any contact. I mean, it was crazy how many times they let them down in the red zone, just continue to have first and goal, first and goal, first and goal. And if you give them nine tries, they're going to eventually get in. It was absolutely insane. So I, I just can't even believe that some of these 
refs have a job. To me, the replacement refs, let's get them back on the phone because this is just bad football. I mean, 39-38, you, you can only imagine what the, what the game looked like itself. Tampa Bay and Atlanta, I don't even know how Tampa Bay, or I'm sorry, Atlanta won that game, 16-13, because Desmond Ritter, we were listening to this. So we were at brunch with friends, and we are listening to this on the radio. And you know the radio guys are just absolutely insane when they are talking about um, football. And they're just like yelling and screaming. And he lost three red zone fumbles, first time that's happened in 45 years in the NFL. And he also, he basically also threw, I think, two uh, interceptions. He had critical errors. He is just awful. Um, and it, it was, I can't believe they won, 16-13. And why did they win? Because unfortunately, Baker Mayfield, he's basically is having a hard time because they are not protecting him. And they, even though the defense was able to recover three fumbles in the red zone, but they had so many pre-snap penalties. They only had 41 rushing yards from the running backs total. And their third down struggles, it, it, was, it was bad. So it, it's just, you know, Baker Mayfield, he tries to lead, lead late drives, kind of like Kenny does, but Kenny's better at it. And it's just not happening. So let's take a look at probably one of the most one of the biggest upset over upsets over the weekend. And if you bet on this game, boy, did you lose your butt. So this was New England 29, Buffalo 25. Yes, you heard me say that correctly. Buffalo lost to New England. And so the Patriots are 2-5. and five, So that was their second win. And they still had Mac Jones. And it, it just, it, <laughs> it was a crazy game. But the, the problem that it is, it wasn't that New England beat them. It was that the Bills reversed the game. And they just basically, their offense has a problem. You know, they've averaged maybe five points in the first three quarters each game. They're very slow in getting points. And Josh Allen, he, when he's pressured, he also is not protecting the ball. He's throwing interceptions. He's um, he's he's dropping back, They say, it looks like, 43% of the time. And he's not, um, he's rushing too much or he's trying to do too much. And so he tends to... Um, when the opportunity arrives to see, he, he only can see his wide receivers, but then of course he throws it to somebody else. So it's, it's really tough when you see that kind of struggle from a team that everybody kept saying is the AFC answer um, second to the Kansas City Chiefs. And then I'm just going to lastly comment on the what the football moment for me, Baltimore, Detroit. Oh, wow. When we checked in on it, it was 28-0, and Detroit still didn't have a first down. I'm not kidding. So Baltimore ended up winning 38-6, and I, I don't know what happened to this incredibly poised defense of Detroit. So, you know, Baltimore just destroyed the, the Lions team. That actually was tied for the best record on, you know, four straight wins with double digits. The Ravens ran the Lions just out of the stadium from the start. So... Having a 28 lead in the first 28 to nothing lead in the first half, and basically not allowing a first down, it was probably one of Jackson's best games and best passing games, I would say. And they always kind of forget to mention his fumbles, his lack of protection of the ball when he wins the game and when he throws quite a bit. So it, it's 
you know, Jackson had a botched exchange with his running back and it was the eighth lost fumble, but they basically just say, you know, that we won the game. So who cares? But he does tend to have words with his players on the field and he throws his helmet on the bench at the sideline. So to me, it's interesting because if, if when we had big Ben, if he ever had words with his players, like Deontay Johnson dropping balls, everyone tried to blame him or Antonio Brown when he was having attitude, everyone tried to blame Ben. So where's the call out for Lamar Jackson that doesn't take care of it in house. But I have to tell you, the Ravens did expose some of the holes in the leakage in the Lions defense. So we'll see what happens. I know we have to look at them at, at some point this year, but Jared Goff, who's been just a touchdown machine. Uh, he did terrible. He struggled again while under constant pressure and completing 33 of 53 passes. He had a little over 280 yards, um, but it, he was 0 for 3 now versus Baltimore in his entire career. So um, it, we'll see what happens. You know, Goff also has never thrown a touchdown against the Steelers. So the Ravens and the Steelers own Goff. There's no question there. And, oh, the last game. Actually, I thought that was going to be the last game. Yeah, I'm going to whine one more time. So, <laughs> see, I call it whining, or I should say my husband does. But it's basically just disappointing me. Now, obviously, Jacksonville 31, or New Orleans 24, not really a common commentary on that. But we know that in Las Vegas, Jimmy Garoppolo with a back injury now. First, it was concussion protocol. Now it's a back injury. Uh, he was not in the game. So they put in... Brian Hoyer and they thought he had a better you know success chance of doing well than their rookie Aiden O'Connell not so fast I picked him up thinking at least he'll throw for maybe one touchdown he's mobile even though he's older yeah they pulled him out after the third quarter because he did so terrible so Hoyer was 17 for 32 for 129 yards and two interceptions including a pick six yeah I got a I got a, a buck 15 from him in my fantasy that was terrible and so I should have just stuck with Josh Dobbs as my flex. But the defeat definitely was painful for them. Chicago 30, Las Vegas 12. And if you looked at Chicago, it was Tyson Badgent. Yes, who? Tyson Badgent. That's their rookie quarterback. He did a pretty decent job. He was very cool and calm and control. And being, you know, at a away game and in Vegas, which is a tough crowd, he did a good job. I mean, he did a decent job and got them the win. So I was very surprised after they've played terrible over the last few weeks. So uh, good for them. So there is a Chicago, Las Vegas 12. All right, everyone. That's our, that's it for today for our WTF podcast. What a week it was. And now I'm look forward, looking forward to even more Pittsburgh Steeler fun. And let's just hope they don't wait till the fourth quarter. All of us are having our heart attacks out here waiting for them to finally kick into gear. So make it a great day. Make it a great rest of your week. And again, thank you for listening to the WTF podcast on Steel City Underground. We would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website, www.steelcityunderground.com. 